Hello everyone, welcome to this week's installment of Hire Us Hollywood. Um, This is a podcast where we pitch y'all ideas about the shows Hollywood should be making. I am Diana. And I am Jackie, and I'd like to applaud Diana on that awesome introduction she did in one take. I just want all of you guys to be aware, it usually takes us like seven tries to do that. We gotta get warmed Um, up first. Yeah, we're getting better. We're getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really excited this week because we have a fantastic guest host. It is the one, the only, the magnificent, the luxurious Shannon Daly. Say hello, Shannon. Hello. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Doing great. So Shannon is one of my fave people. We went to college together. Um, but I'm hyping her up right now, and you guys know we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to share some dull facts about Shannon, because, again, it's a pandemic. We're not having fun. It's just dull time. No. Zero fun mm-hmm. at all. Um, so I could tell you, like, really cool things about Shannon, um, but instead I'm going to tell you something boring, which is that she grew up in New Jersey Wait, in a house really? that has a bunch of clocks in it. Yeah. Would you like to share your dull fact now that you're going to share? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for it. It was almost like you had to tell me because I was just in awe of the New Jersey. Like, the only thing that would be more New Jersey is if I asked what uh, stop off the parkway you were. What exit I am. Yeah, what exit I am. What exit you are. Like, that That would be the only thing more Jersey. Um, yeah, my dull fact for Shannon is that Shannon is a year younger than Diana, which means that Shannon is my year and if you're like that has no relativity to anything in life that's correct because time is a concept but diana graduated from high school in 2010 which means shannon and i graduated from high school in 2011. so diana do you want to lead us off for our new season thing which we call vibe check yes okay so my vibe check to this week, this day, whatever, whenever you're listening to this, um, is not like a, even a meme. It's like a very specific curated experience I had on Tumblr, mm. like the old woman I am, where I put it in our larger group chat with our former co-workers yesterday, Jackie, so you'd have seen it. But I came across this like several year old... <laughs> like cute little like japanese keychain bear mm. thing you can get yeah yeah where yeah. it's like the bear it dresses up like a little strawberry and it has like a little bed and a little backpack and you can put little little outfits on it and it's like so cute and it's amazing it's the only oh. thing i ever want in my entire life i only place i found it was on um Amazon Japan there's only one in stock I had to figure out how much it cost in yen in American dollars it was like $60 plus $20 international shipping and I do not know if my mental stability is low enough yet to buy it but who knows it's been a wild week we'll see what happens but it's only Monday that is I know oh see thank you for sharing it Jackie in our group chat but I'm obsessed with it it's the cutest thing it's the only thing I've ever wanted in my life and that's the vibe I'm going for. Have you named it? Well I I would need it to purchase it first Mm -hmm. so that I would have my own because right now I don't even know how to say this at the top it's like Corilla Corilla Kuma? I don't know like I'm gonna get 
dragged by everyone in Japan who listens to this podcast, which may be some people, who knows? You should just ask Adam. Um, do you have... Oh, that's true. Do you guys have, like, a large contingent of Japanese listeners? Mm, no, I think my brother and his wife I... listen to it. Oh, that's true. Okay. They could be sharing it. They could be. Yeah. We have people in Germany and Austria who listen to us more than expected. Ooh. Yeah, we're, we're international. Who'd have thought? Wow. We're like the Rugrats, but not on VHS. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but we do love <laughs> going to Paris. In Reptar. Yes. Reptar. Okay, well, that's my vibe. Um, who would like to go next? Shannon, why don't you go? Okay. Um, my vibe is a TikTok sound. Um, I don't know. Jackie, I don't know how much of a TikToker you are. Are you, do you, do you tick and talk? I only see it that it's like secondhand tertiary, but I do keep okay. up vaguely with them. So there's this one sound. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Um, it's, it goes, um, like, I can't like things in a chill way. No, it's like a song. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It, like, it's like, I can't like things in a chill way. No, I haven't figured out how to do that. When I like something, it's all I think about. Um, and that's definitely my vibe lately because I recently, like, as a joke, um, started watching the show Supernatural um, in the year 2021, um, you know, as a joke. Um, and I am six seasons in as of today. Woo, woo. Um, and it's taken over my life. I started this, by the way, like this year. So. In the past 25 yeah, I was days, I've consumed, yeah, I've consumed six seasons of Supernatural, um, and that's all I can really think about. So that's my vibe. That's uh, I'm I applaud you because that takes a lot of effort. It I just really want to say, like, you start, you legitimately started this, like, by explaining to me how you were trying to s- decipher the memes. Mm. that you saw about yeah. like the ending of it mm-hmm. and then it just spiraled yes. into you've now seen how many seasons are there total 15 15 so you're almost halfway there you are just about to hit misha apocalypse uh, 2012 <laughs> what is oh, misha apocalypse no i don't want to know <laughs> see i remember the misha apocalypse like supernatural was always on my radar i just like never engaged with it and then people went buck wild this past november about like as we approach the ending Mm -hmm. and i won't get into it because i can talk about this for hours um (laughs) but like my friends and i were like what is going on on this show now and that really piqued my interest to the point that i started engaging with the show itself and i know i can do it because last like from like last july until like last october i watched every season of degrassi like every series going back to the 80s to like the newest one on netflix i've seen every episode of degrassi now um and that's like 20 seasons so 15 is just like a piece of cake question if you were stuck on a deserted island and you could only watch degrassi or supernatural which would you choose and why Ooh. um i think i would end up choosing degrassi because a there's more content there 
um, and B, supernatural is kind of scary to me sometimes. Um, and so I would be, I, I don't know, like if it's deserted, like I think I would already be very scared and I wouldn't want to scare myself even more by watching Supernatural. That's fair. That's very fair. Well, respect it. That's a lot. You have nine more seasons to go, so power yep. on. Thank by the time you, this episode you. comes out, you'll be done. Really? <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Okay. Well, now for our final vibe check. Wow, you're really uh, teeing me up here. If we're doing baseball analogies uh my vibe check for this week is the lovely lisa simpson setting the dress code for our first female vice president of the united states serving (laughs) out looks but also the simpsons predicting the future yet again oh my gosh i love it Mm -hmm. i just i first off i saw a meme that references that where it was like um does The Simpsons predict everything, or has nothing changed since 1989? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I saw that yesterday, and it was like, uh, this is awful. <laughs> but it was like, oh god, I don't know, I don't know what I want the answer to be. Yeah. But then also, like, let's be real, like, the outfits at inauguration, like, amazing. Just, they you were know, great. it wasn't about the fashion, but it didn't hurt mm-hmm. to have good fashion. Yeah. You know? And it just, it was good. I will say the watching inauguration, I was, like, crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just an emotional old millennial. What can you do? Well, another thing I feel like I will cry at is going to be the pitch that Shannon has brought to us today. Because she's informed us, she has seven Google Docs worth of information about it. Mm. And I've been wanting to hear this for, like, I feel like you've hyped this up for years, Shannon, and I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, This is kind of more of a hire-us Broadway. Um, Mm. However, I would not be opposed to a film adaptation of this. Um, So if film is the medium that ends up making this happen, that's fine, too. I'm I'm okay with Hollywood um, being a part of this. There's a lot so of I guess to kind of, of you know. Yeah, it's true. They're like I think I think we're in a good era for like musicals to really make a solid comeback. Thank you, Lynn so, Manuel Miranda. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Lynn. He can maybe direct this. Maybe he'd be into it. Lynn, like when this episode comes out, maybe we can like tweet it at him. Mm. Ooh. That's a good idea. And then maybe he'll, like, be into it. He's directing a I musical mean, for Netflix. And, and he's directing Little Mermaid. He's doing... He's, like, getting into, like, kind of the behind-the-scenes of musical theater in Hollywood now. So, Lynn, if you're listening, tweet me. Which we know he is. <laughs> he... Of course he is. I met he him once. He always does. He, he probably remembers from the time... I gave him a ticket at the New York Fringe Festival at Will Call and did not ask for his name, just saw Lin-Manuel Miranda on the ticket and gave it to him, (laughs) which was probably weird. This was like post in the Heights, but like pre-Hamilton. So you were like an OG fan. You're like, 
I know. Yeah, I I heard the Alexander Hamilton thing back on YouTube when he did it at like that White House poetry thing. Oh wow. I've been around. I've been around. I'm very, very nerdy about musical theater, which is why I feel like also being very nerdy about One Direction, I'm a great candidate to write the jukebox musical. Yes, I'm so so ready. I'm so ready. So tell us about it. So I've gone through like several iterations of this jukebox musical. Um, I first started working on it with my friend Sky back in 2012 after the release of their second album, Take Me Home. Um, We were like, it's time for a One Direction jukebox musical. I think this was kind of a tall order for us at the time because we only had two albums worth of content. So it was kind of doomed from the start. Um, But in this one, it was kind of like the plot of this one was like, the characters were all kind of high school age. It was kind of like Grease-esque, like these two characters meet over the summer and then they meet again wow um so like it wasn't the best but you know we had like we had some good nuggets in there that I've like kind of held on to throughout the many iterations of my One Direction jukebox musical um so like some of the constants that we've seen um they're like one of the big things that inspired me was the song Summer Love off their for of off their second album um so i always envision like a scene of like the two characters like the like the romantic leads like parting ways at summer camp because i don't know how familiar the uh, oh my god i can't talk it's fine um how familiar you guys are with one direction's entire discography uh, oh i'm familiar <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> so summer love is like very much about like you were mine for the summer can't believe it's over but like very much like a we understand that this is over and we're parting ways um so that has like kind of like carried on throughout the various iterations um the other like big thing that has carried on throughout the various iterations is the song rock me ending act oh, one great song like mm-hmm. i think that any musical theater person who you say, who's also into One Direction, and you say, like, oh, I want to see a One Direction jukebox musical, they know that Rock Me is the end of Act One. Like, Mm. it's just, it just has that energy. Um, Another um, constant in this is um, one of the original cast members, um, Spring Awakening, um, Blake Daniel, um, always has to have a part in it because... Um, we tweeted at him because we knew he liked One Direction, um, and he said he would do it. Um, you got him contractually wait, obligated. Wait, when did you tweet him? In 2012. Oh, so this is, okay, well, he best not forget. Yeah, no, I, like, I keep, I make sure that he's, like, he's always a part of it. He is contractually obligated, obviously. (laughs) I have the tweet saved. Like, I still have the email I got when he tweeted us back. So, like, we have that ready to go. And okay. I think that... So, like, you remind him, like, every Thursday, you just send a follow-up tweet, like, remember. 
I haven't reminded him in a little, little while, um, but maybe after this I'll be like, hey Blake, remember, you're gonna be in this musical, you promised this when you were like 23 years old, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a promise you have to keep. So, I mean, that's, yeah, we always, we always have to have a part for Blake. Um, another constant is the lead girl usually is some sort of musician. Um, that just kind of came about in the first one and something that I've kind of held on to. Um, and then we also always want to like try and look for opportunities to like kind of change the contents of the songs a little bit, like kind of subverting them from their original meaning. So like we want to make sure that like, because they're One Direction has all love songs. Like there are very few songs that's not like, hey girl, I love you. We can't be together. Or oh my God, girl, I love you so much. Like there's usually some sort of love element in all their songs. And that's hard to write a musical out of because you want to have songs for different situations. So we're always looking for like new opportunities with these songs. Do you, do you have a song in your mind that you're like, this is a perfect song to switch the meaning of? Like, what is your vision for those songs or what songs are you seeing? So in the first, like in the first inter- iteration, I remember like that was like peak, like, nice guy discourse like remember when we were like nice guys aren't actually nice and we were like what a concept this is feminism um and so like that was like for that we wanted to do a mashup of the song save you tonight which is like very nice guy like centric but also, like, include the song Taken, where it's, like, actually, like, in response, like, ooh, you're actually wrong. Like, you only want me when I'm taken. Like, you don't want to save me. So, like, trying to, like, call them out with their own song. I so, mean... that didn't make the final cut, but, like, you know, like, kind of, like... How did that not make the final as... cut? I love that. <laughs> Well, because, Diana, we have, like, three more albums of songs to choose from. Okay, okay. And and I'll kind of go through my process of how I chose the songs moving forward. Okay, <laughs> okay. I, like, as we know, I have seven Google Docs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're still on Google Doc 1. <laughs> yes. Um, this okay. next part, like, encompasses a couple of different Google Docs, um... So I kind of had a similar con. So like, for some later drafts, I think this was after they'd released all their albums. Um, the next draft had like kind of a similar concept for Act One, where there were teens, like they were teens, um, and there was a summer camp involved. Um, this time it's specifically like a music camp. But in Act Two, we flash forward to them and their like counselors at the summer music camp. Um, and then I struggled with the plot from there on and, like, did not finish it. Um, and <laughs> I, I do want to say, I have not finished any of these. I just have a complete outline for one of my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and and like <laughs> ten pages worth of a script. Um, none of these have been fully written or realized, but I've come close to one of my ideas. <laughs> so again, if you ever listen that, to this podcast, that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Great, great, we love that. Um, so after like, I feel I felt like that like concept was a little basic, so I tried to really like go out of the box. And that's when um, I had my idea where um, they were going to be, like, going to a haunted house. Um, So the haunted house was haunted by a ghost named Deadly Diana. (laughs) So the song Diana was about this ghost. Yes! Um, I have to make a cameo in this musical. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. You would you would play the titular role. Yeah, um, I don't have any singing ability, but I'll just we'll do like a lip sync scenario. There you go. Um, for that one, there was like some sort of love triangle situation. Um, they didn't fully flush out. Um, the summer '09. Because so, um, in Rock Me, it starts, do you remember summer 09? Um, in my head was 1909. <laughs> and that's when oh Diana God. got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there was also, oh I, I wanted to put in, um, they have a song, I think it's on their fourth or fifth album called Wolves. And I was like, maybe oh, there song. are werewolves involved in this haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, this journey we're going on. I think that ultimately they're just like, like, that was a little bit too outside the box. Like, I think there was maybe a little too much going on. It was is that the off-Broadway to... version? Yes, this is the off-Broadway version. This is the Fringe Festival with Direction <laughs> Jukebox musical. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I'd come up with this one, and I was I was frustrated. I needed, like, a fresh start, and I needed a new, like, tactic. So what I did, um, have you guys ever done one of those, like, song sorters where you, like, pick every song from, like, Taylor Swift or like One Direction to like find your order of like all of your favorite songs by them. Yes, a hundred percent. So I did one of those with um, One Direction, but in my head, I as I was doing it, I wasn't sorting it by like what I liked best. I'm like, okay, what is more like musical theater? <laughs> like, what are the most musical theater One Direction songs? Um, And then I looked at, I had a spreadsheet of every One Direction song, but I, like, highlighted, like, about the top 20 from my song sorter. Um, And I was like, okay, we'll look at these and see, like, what kind of scenarios could could these be used in? Um, And what I found, the kind of the only other, like, big thing that's covered in these songs, aside from love, is, like, music and like the music industry like songs that would reference like music and so i was like okay so maybe we can like really work in the music industry in this one like make it a little meta and so i also was like diane i think you once told me 
when you were editing some something or other that I was doing, like a resume or something, that sometimes you have to kill your darlings. Mm-hmm. I probably and did so, tell you this. So I decided to, just to see if it worked, to kill my darling of having summer love in the show. Like, I wow. could know that there was summer love involved. And actually, I think in its, in its current iteration, I could maybe find a spot to slip it back in. But I don't think it's necessary anymore. Like, I know about summer love. Does the audience need to? Maybe so, maybe not. You know, you but could just do an instrumental... All- yeah, yeah. It can be, like, part of the overture. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. fine. Yeah. So, now I'm finally ready to pitch my One Direction jukebox musical to you. Like, this Are journey you you've been on, I've been ready for... I've been ready to see all the ones you've pitched already. Same. So, I don't even know how much better this is going to be. And also, I feel like... We need to make, like, a corresponding playlist for this. That's all I'm throwing out That's here. a good idea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. Shin, is there, like, a sub subtitle for this musical? Or is it just One Direction, the jukebox musical, the title? Um, I haven't come up with a title yet. Maybe, maybe you guys can, like, give me some suggestions after I've pitched it to you. Okay. Do you have any ideas? Well. Maybe best song well, ever? Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. We'll have we'll have to hear. I'm ready though. Okay, so curtain is up. Georgia is an up and coming singer. Lights up on her and who we later learn is Rob. In a tense moment, and then she walks away from him. He's like frozen and like blackout from him. It's all her, and then she starts singing the song Fireproof, and we start to see like the next like couple years of her life play out. So. We see her during the song, like, move out to L.A. She starts to work at a coffee shop. We watch as, like, like, she starts, like, playing music at the coffee shop. And, like, more and more people start to hear her sing, including the manager, Cal, Cal Simons. (laughs) Wonder who that could be based (laughs) off of. Um, And he, like, and then we see, like, he, he gives her her... Uh, he gives her his business card so she finally gets to yeah and that means that he's gonna sign her um so we see her like so next like that song's over that's how fireproof ends um that's when we get to the i think i'm gonna win this time because she like gets her big break um so she finally gets to quit her job at the coffee shop and her co-workers Darcy and Tom are like hyping her up and they send her off by singing Girl Almighty. So then uh, that's we... the best song. Yes. It's a it makes no sense, which is why they're like a little drunk while they're doing it. Like they have like a like a bottle of champagne like behind the register to like send her off. Mm-hmm. Um so Meanwhile, so Rob is, Rob, who is, like, the guy that we saw at the very beginning, is a songwriter, along with his best friend, Blake, (laughs) who is a producer. (laughs) Um, so you just need to know that for, like, the next, like, little part. Um, so Cal decides to have Georgia, like, come into the office, and he's like, you know what, like, 
I like you. You've got that one thing. (laughs) (laughs) And he sings the song One Thing. Um, And then he, like, sets her off to, like, work with Rob and Blake on a song. And it's like, oh, (laughs) like, like, Rob and Georgia are like, oh, it's you. Whoa. Um, I don't have a song there. Maybe I should. Um, Maybe that's where Summer Love could go. I don't know. Um, But then Rob and Blake. So she's like, she's new at this. um, And so Rob and Blake help her like find some confidence by singing what makes you beautiful to her. (laughs) You have to include it. They don't know what for. Like, they they don't know why she's insecure. Right. Don't and know so, what for. Of course. Um, and so Cal starts to notice that there's some chemistry between Georgia and Rob. And, she's, and he's like, okay, no, like, if you're going to be famous, you need a famous boyfriend. And so he introduces her to Neil, um, who sings the song Perfect. Wait, um, is Neil supposed to be, like, Niall or no? Uh, yeah, I, honestly, um, his name was Fake Boyfriend, um, ten minutes before we started recording, um, and I okay. was trying to think of a name at the last minute. Um, that's That's fair. also why Rob is named Rob. That was another I name that it. I was, like, at 840, I was like, hmm, these characters should have names. So... <laughs> We meet Neil, um, and, like, uh, Cal hooks them up. Um, also at some point, um, Cal introduces Georgia to mega pop star Olivia. They sing the song (laughs) Olivia to her. Oh my gosh. And, like, Olivia starts to, like, like, warn Georgia, like, like, on the DL, like, be cautious around Cal. Um, and so, like, Rob and Georgia become closer but Neil also starts introducing Georgia to, like, the wild nightlife, which is when they sing Live While We're Young. Um, and so Georgia starts to, like, come, starts coming, like, late to work and getting a little, like, self-obsessed. Um, and Robin Blake, like, kind of, like, call her out for it. And she storms out. And then um, they sing Night Changes. <laughs> and then... And so, like... You know, she starts, like, she keeps going on with her, like, new, like, kind of party girl life. Um, and Neil starts, like, acting a little bit like a fuckboy, like, just acting up. And George is mad. And so, one day she just, like, ends up coming to the recording studio alone with Rob. And, like, it's very charged and angry. But then she, like, starts to realize she used to think that she was better alone. How, <laughs> um, how did she ever want to let him go? Um, and that's when they sing Rock Me and they kiss. That's the end of Act One. I mean, I love so it. So then... So... I love your consistency you, with the Rock Me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's... Everyone who knows musical theater and knows Rock Me, like, it just is an act one closer. It just has that energy. You gotta have it. That is one darling who I will never kill. It's more than a darling. It's a... It's my dearest. 
It's your dearest. My dearest darling. Oh my gosh. Um, So, we open on Act 2. Rob and Georgia wake up together, and then Georgia's like, oh, because that's no control. (laughs) It starts the song, No Control. I'm Um, loving your song choices. I just want to say that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Georgia is like, you know what? I gotta lock this down. I gotta talk to Cal to, like, see if I can get out of this thing with Neil. And so she calls him, but Cal is like, oh, I'm glad you called. Your first single leaked, and it's a hit. And Georgia's like, oh my god, story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and also, like, part of it is that, like, People know her from Neil, so, like, she can't really break up with him yet. And so, so Georgia is like, well, like, this is what we've been working for, Rob. Like, don't you understand? Um, And Rob does not understand. And he sings Fool's Gold. Um, And if he's, like, really frustrated, doesn't really want to work with her anymore. Um, Also, there's a subplot. Um that is, like, interspersed in, like, dialogue with Blake and, uh, Georgia's old co-worker, Tom, um, where they're starting to get friendly, and so they get together, and they sing You and I as, like, the 11 o'clock number, um, to be like, oh, we don't want to be like them, they're crazy, like, re- <laughs> Georgia and Tom, mm-hmm. um, and so... Georgia goes to Olivia because she's really upset and needs some guidance. And Olivia kind of realizes, like, it's kind of the same as her own rise to fame. It's happening all over again. She's making the same mistakes. Which is when she sings the song, Same Mistakes. Um, <laughs> as I then, would assume. <laughs> yeah. And so Georgia finally, like, she, like, that's her kind of wake-up call. Um... And she ends things with Neil for good, and Cal flips out. Um, but Olivia has a concert, and she invites Rob and Blake. And so at this concert, Georgia is her surprise guest and sings a song for Rob. She sings, I want to write you a song. <laughs> and then they get together. They're like, oh, like... I'm so sorry. Like, they both apologize to each other. They're they're all good. And Olivia decides that she wants to get into the management business, and she takes on Georgia as a client um, and sings Don't Forget Where You Belong. And then they collaborate on her first album, and she releases the best song ever. Oh, my gosh. And... <laughs> and then they do like best song ever into like a One Direction mega mix for the bows. I'm the end. This this journey we've been on, Shannon. Like, it's beautiful. I don't. I'm no impressed. Words. Like, thank you. It was it was thought out. It was magical. Like, I just I have no words. Better than words, some thank might you. say. More than oh, a wow. There, just for you, Crazy Shannon. in love. <laughs> Lord. Shannon, I just... 
So do you guys have I'm any speechless. like feedback? Like any songs you're like, oh, like there's something missing or any titles that are jumping out well, at you? I do think it was smart that you you did have to kill Summer Love. But you know what? I think it does give you the opportunity in the future for this sequel can be set in the future you can you can curse child it and it can be like their children in the future <laughs> set it's the summer camp and then you can use summer love i love one direction and the cursed child <laughs> one direction and the cursed child and then you find out that the child all along was simon cowell's love child Ugh. oh no, my god um, <laughs> i know what a nightmare um, <laughs> i'm just I'm just floored, Shannon. I'm just... Like, here's the thing. Musical theater is art. You know? Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the Mona Lisa to me. You know? Like, it's it's everything I want. Like, I feel like it's Mamma Mia for for millennials. Yes. And zillennials, because I guess Gen Z would like it too, but we're not Gen Z kids here. Even if we're on TikTok a lot. But what else could you want from it? Like, I think you got a good mix of, you know, newer and older songs. I'm just ready for it. Who do you see? Okay, we obviously have our one tweet contract contract obligated star. But for, like, um, the other leads, who are you seeing? Because y'all know I don't know anyone in musical theater besides the cast of Glee, which I don't think is going to work here. Probably not. Yeah. Like, I don't think hmm. we really want to see, you know, Kurt. Darren Sander. Chris plays Rob. He would do oh it. Oh my god. He would do it. Listen, um, Jackie, you'll be he's shocked too to old. Know... Well, Jackie, you'll be shocked to learn that me and Shannon did one of those psychic astrology um, websites the other day where it tells you how compatible you are <laughs> with celebrities. And Darren Chris was in, like, my top five most compatible celebrities. So, who, who else was in your top five? Um, there was a lot, like, <laughs> Bernie Madoff was one of them. Um, he, he appeared, like, multiple times. That's strange. Yeah, but but also, like, Louis Tomlinson, so maybe this oh. is a, a good way for me to mm-hmm. find my true love via this yeah. musical. Oh, I dropped my I, microphone. I, I will need to but, stay away from Niall throughout this process because we have yeah. a, a charged but ultimately toxic, like, astrological relationship with one another. Yeah, so, you guys, make sure, um, we need to make sure we get all the cast members to check their signs before we yes. do this. Absolutely. Because we don't want any negative star signs impacting our musical. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like Maybe Jackie's like... just like, oh my god. No, I'm, I'm very intrigued to know who you'd have as Georgia. Like, are you going to choose, like one of the young women who was in, like, The Descendants? I was just thinking maybe Olivia Rodrigo. I know that she was a One Direction fan back in the day. And she would really help to skyrocket this for the Gen Z crowd. Would Olivia be played by Halsey because Halsey's a huge One Direction fan? Oh, oh, that could be interesting. She was a hater stan. Did you guys know this? I didn't. Well, I knew she was a stan. Well, she was kind of a Taylor stan, 
She was an anti-hailer stan. <laughs> oh, I thought she, she was a hailer stan, not an anti-hailer stan. Nope. She was anti-hailer. She wrote a song about how about how they didn't belong together. Such a <gasps> I knew you were trouble. What? Yeah, like I have a, no like idea and like very this. much being like Taylor's the problem. Oh yeah, you got to look Yikes. this up. Oh my god. So. Well, you learn something new every day. So I think Hero we can, I think this... Halsey could be a good Olivia. I mean, I guess so. I'd love to hear her do same mistakes. That's fair. I don't know who I'd want as my, as a, what's his name, Rob? I don't know who I'd want to play Rob. Hmm. What if you got, like, someone, like, what about Rob Gronkowski? He was on The Masked Singer, so you know he can sing. Rob Gronkowski is over six and a half. Like he's six foot five, if not taller. Well, is that the tall man? Football guy Gronk. Yes. Yes. He's like, isn't he like forty? He's definitely okay, so seventeen-year-old Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, well, I just like saying his name, and I learned he could sing from The Masked Singer. Okay, no, he's not that old. He's only 31. He was born in 1989, just like Taylor. Okay, so he I looks think maybe like he's we need 45. to age up our Olivia then. Like, he looks like yeah. he's real old. I mean, that's what you get from playing football for several mm-hmm. years. You get so a we need a new, we need a new, um, we need a new Georgia, because I don't love the well, idea that's of a 17-year-old f- and 30-year-old being love interest. Well, Maybe I mean, Gronk that's the whole premise cow. of... Ooh, uh, I like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. Okay, here's the thing. I don't know any, like, Gen Z boys that could play. I only know Joshua Bassett, who can't... We can't have Olivia and Joshua together. There's there's probably so much tension on High School Musical, the musical, the series already. I know. We don't want to. We don't want to make it worse. We could get like just one of those like TikTok boys who are like singing into the camera, and they're like, "This is my moment," and maybe it will be their oh, you moment know, finally. Oh, you know, there's a kid I follow who um is a, is like a senior at the University of Michigan, um, who, which has a great musical theater program. Um, he has an amazing last name. His name is Nick Daly. Um, oh. But he he was um you know that like Bridgerton musical TikTok mm-hmm. that like made the rounds. Yes. It was that was him like the. Oh really? And that was him. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why it took us a second to get there. You're like <laughs> you know that one, and we're like yes, what of it? <laughs> <laughs> Our brains aren't functioning. We're like yeah, what about it? How does this have any so reference think- to what we're doing? <laughs> I think he could be a good Rob. Yeah, I could see I'm it. here for it. I mean, I won't fight it. Yeah. I I think that could work. I think he and Olivia would have great chemistry off of each other. Maybe, I think Olivia Rodrigo might be a little too young. Like, okay, here's something it. I'm going to throw out there that you might think is crazy. Um, okay. What if we just have Harry Styles? <laughs> like, do you think 
that would be just fucking hilarious. And, like, make no reference to it that he's, like, actually in One Direction. I See, think it would be funny. Thing. I don't... I don't want him as Tom... Uh, Rob. I want him as Neil. I want him as the troublemaker. Oh. I feel well, like that would be that more is fun. More, I guess that is more Harry's vibe. I was like, I could really hear Harry sing perfect. Like, no, of course you could. Maybe we could, like, yeah, switch I out all the Wong D boys in that role. Oh my like, god, and it's just like a... Oh, hold on. Like, like my, my Siri just started months. playing... My Siri just started playing Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, and I do not know how, and I got really scared. It's an omen from Harry that means he's on board. He's ready for he looks Cruel from Summer on like Broadway. A devil. Yeah. <laughs> also, what he's if we got, like, Taylor... Like Taylor can be, like, help compose when we have to make um, arrangements of the songs. She can yeah, be absolutely. I think she would be really down to help <laughs> with the One Direction jukebox musical. Just her, Jack Antoff, the huge, like... Yeah. No one would question it. Taylor Swift is the music director of the One Direction jukebox musical. Yeah, it's fine. No big deal. I think that NBD. makes so much sense. Yeah. I mean, I love it. So, that means we got the casting. You already picked the music. I mean, mean, the music is it. Yes. Well, we know it'll be on Broadway. Eventually, we'll make its way to... Do you think it'll be eventually, like, where it's gonna be, like, Hamilton, where it's just, like, a live recording? Or would it be adapted to be, like, a TV show? I think it would be adapted to be, like, a movie. Like, rent... Hmm. Oh, but also I, people I, would be mad because it. it wasn't like people would still like it, but they would be kind of mad that it wasn't as good as the original. Fair. Be like they I sold mean, out a little bit. Yeah, these people are fair. too old to be playing these characters, but we still like that they're the original cast. And then, and the movie version, Louis is the one who's in it, and everyone's like, "Of course, it's Louis." Yeah. <laughs> What else is he doing? I mean, I I do love Louie. I don't like this Louie slander, Diana. You know I'm not a Louie girl, we'd... even though apparently our stars are aligned. That's true, yeah. Hmm. What can you do? I bet Liam would do it in a heartbeat. Like, what's Liam doing? I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> Liam has nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, Liam has nothing... <laughs> nothing better to do unless you're listening to this liam in which case liam we love you please produce this liam we know you would love this come on liam be our friend thank you we support all of your life choices (laughs) even naming your child bear oh man yep which like you know if i had a child maybe i would name it bear even though that was my dog's name Maybe I'll add it to my um, baby names note in my notes. You know? It's not the worst name I've heard from Hollywood. True. It's true. <laughs> or, well, Shannon, do you have anything you would like to um, 
promote or like anywhere if people want to find you they can reach out to you at um uh well i'm assuming this is really hip with the kids so you can follow me on tiktok at shannon every day oh that's a good handle thanks because it's shannon daily <laughs> Oh, oh. I, get it. I, get it. Uh. <laughs> so dumb. I love it. Um, Instagram. I think my Instagram is Shannon M Daily. I don't post like honestly. The main place I post is on the TikTok. Um, <laughs> my Twitter is um, Shan Daily, like spelled like phonetically. So like. S-H-A-N-D-A-Y-L-E-E. Um, I don't have good tweets, so probably don't follow me on there. But if you want oh, to... Oh, you have good tweets. Thank you. I like your tweets. I feel like sometimes... Literally and figuratively. Sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I go off the deep end on the Twitter. Um, don't follow me on Tumblr. I'm not going to give out my URL. Except maybe to... You ladies, because I got a new one. I had to get a new Tumblr because um, I got locked out of my old one. Okay, we'll follow you, but no one else is allowed to. No one else is allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to hack this episode and figure out what her URL is. If you really want to but find me, you... just search for the Supernatural tag. <laughs> That's all I'm posting about. <laughs> also, if you listen to this episode backwards at 34% speed you'll hear us say her URL. You'll also get a headache. Back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> More so than normal. <laughs> Lord. Okay. Well, on that note, folks, um, once you're done following Shannon on every platform besides Tumblr, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hollywood. You can send us a little email at hollywood at gmail.com. Like, send us a picture of your dog or mm-hmm. cat or bird or lizard or mm-hmm. snake or hamster or gecko or bearded dragon or non-bearded dragon or turtle or tortoise. <laughs> and if we like it, we'll send back a smiley face. Um, and <laughs> if you are a Hollywood executive listening to this and you want to make one of our ideas real also send us an email and we will also send you back a smiley face um hit us up that's it yeah hit us up (laughs) (laughs) shannon will give you another ticket to the french festival yeah (laughs) when it's back (laughs) okay everyone peace out